Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ungakudu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of August 26, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that, that's it. Luna should be coming back to us within a week. Yeah, next week, I believe. <laughs> yeah, next week, I think, is, is when her return... I'm actually looking forward to hearing from her again. Ideally. <laughs> yes. Ideally. But what have you been listening to and have you been? Uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've been pretty good. It's been a chaotic and hectic week, but, uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Uh, it's been really good. Uh, I'm still enjoying uh, Layla's latest uh, release, their semi-latest release. We're going to talk about a more current one a little later. But Oi Kakeru Yume no Saki Day. I was still enjoying that. That's that was just a lovely track from last week. I wound up going back and adding it to my Apple Music library after the show, and just kind of been digging that, uh, and uh, still been listening to Beyond Vanitas by uh, Popping Hot. Uh, that that is just a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that release. Chikara no Kagiri uh, from Generations was just absolutely fantastic, and I'm still doing, uh, still enjoying um, Bam Bam by Amato Danshi. Uh, I remember that that being a bizarre title, uh, but yeah, still enjoying that, and uh, I. I think I see this every week, but I'm still enjoying Last Dance Knee Bye Bye by Ballistic Boys. <laughs> like I'm still absolutely loving that song. It is fantastic. What have you been listening to, my good sir? So first and foremost, I was listening to a whole hodgepodge of things. I was listening to Plasma by Perfume, their latest new album. I was listening to Sainar, Plastic Arts, and Mawadi Kagami off of that release so it's been really good i was also listening to once upon a season by picture results this is actually a really good compositional beat it's more on the electronica side so not not edm electronica but more on the electronic side there i was also listening to hot sauce on ice cream the ep by Sukisha, that's been absolutely fantastic. I was listening to Baby 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 off of that particularly, and I've been falling in love with that release all so much. I was listening to Drama Store's latest release, Last Days and The Last on there. I was listening to Pictogram particularly off of that release. It's been really, really solid. I've been really falling in love with Drama Store every so often now with their hodgepodge of releases that they've been doing so i've been drawing myself very very close to them might be a future music corner in the works but who knows i was also listening to cosmic the single done by warts so music corner alum here so i was very happy but to see warts back into the mix of things with that i was also listening to whiskey by the avocado boys absolutely fantastic release and i've been really really keeping my eye on the avocado boys i believe you would really like them gray because of just the influence of sax on it as well they have a they have an american singer actually for the lead singer for this release so or for this band for the avocado boys so it's a very interesting dynamic and i would love to go more into them at a later date 
but that that would be cool. That, that's they sound dope. I definitely want to check them out. Yeah, and then we also have Midnight Sun by Kenta Dadachi. I was actually falling in love with with Kenta Dadachi, and hopefully he is also a future music corner and release there because I've also loved his prior work Bu that was also released later uh, earlier in the year here and so right it's signed with Sony so I'm expecting an album release fairly soon I was also listening to Blueberry by Moeki as well the their latest single so it's actually been really really good Moeki has been something of a just an eye-catching thing for indie bands there so and lastly, I was listening to Ducky by Midon. And that's actually been a fun release. A little bit more like folk rock style of Japanese releases. And they've been. Japan has been really adapting folk rock as a more aggressive genre for rock as of late. So I've been really, really liking that overall. But yeah, like a huge whole hodgepodge of releases. I kind of went down the lovely drain here of just just random artists that probably you've never heard of <laughs> besides warts obviously and that's sukisha yeah oh, and then yeah, our right. and our and, our and then our senpai's perfume so yep still though it sounds like you've been having a, lo- a blast checking out some cool stuff yeah yeah every week my friend never stops but yeah with that let's kind of go into a little bit of a topic here mostly because we don't have music corner this week and i would like to have the actual person talking about the artist for that and that would have been luna there so we'll table that and we'll start off with the topic here and one of the major things that i wanted to talk to you about is you know hey we both and and i mean luna as well fell in love with the japanese music or j-pop via via anime and you know openings and endings and all that stuff but i've never gotten to really ask you what was the the song or the opening or the ending that was like really catching for you and what was the yeah i'm gonna start listening to japanese music because of this i never really got to ask you this i would love to ask luna this question as well but you know it'd be very interesting to hear that from your side so why don't you go ahead and Tell me, what yeah. was that? What was that song? Uh, yeah. So for me, I, it, so I, I got into anime. I'm gonna go down a small rabbit hole and come out on the other side, but I promise I will keep this brief. Uh, but you know, I got into anime when I was around 12. Started watching Dragon Ball Z, and you know, growing up, uh, you, we would watch. I would watch it on Toonami when it aired after school, and Toonami would frequently cut the opening and endings from their from the shows. So there was a lot of shows that I really loved growing up as a kid, but it wouldn't be till I was later in life that I got to hear those openings and endings. Uh, like I love the opening for Yu Hakusho, but I didn't get to hear it till later. I love the opening for Outlaw Star, but you know that came on later in life. Uh, and so one of the first shows that I really got to watch and got to hear the openings and endings of was Naruto, interestingly enough. And I really fell in love with uh, Haruka Kanata, the second opening for Naruto. I, I 
absolutely adored that song. And it was around that time uh, Full Metal Alchemist was also airing. And around the same time, Rewrite, they were they were at the part in the anime where Rewrite was the opening for that. And they, they were both Asian Kung Fu Generation songs. Uh, so... Uh, I actually in my in my youth went out and bought uh, the uh, Sulfa and the uh, album that bought the album that EP. Haruka Kanato is off of the Destructive Amplifier. Yeah, it's it was an EP. You're right. At the time, I didn't know it was an EP, but it makes sense because it was only like what four, five, six tracks, I think, total. But yeah, I I had that EP and I listened to both those until those discs wouldn't play anymore. I had an absolute blo- and that was like my real first exposure, which is very interesting. Like I started here with the like this rock band and, and where I'm at with my boy groups now, but I guess that's why it's a journey because you never know where you're going to end. But yeah, I I love. Asian Kung Fu Generation and Sulfa was great and I didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of their early stuff. I was like I listened to Sulfa and I listened to Destructive Amplifier, but you know, stuff like Fan Club I haven't heard, World War World World I haven't heard. So there's a lot of stuff here that I honestly I'm I'm doing myself a disservice. I should go back and listen to because I just I loved Asian Kung Fu Generation as, yeah. as a high schooler, but I mean, World War World would be kind of it'd be very interesting. Fan Club, see, like this is me coming out with with the Asian Kung Fu Generation stuff because you know they started to hit their stride right around Fan Club, I would think, because a lot of the a lot of eyes were on them by then because of uh, Sofa and stuff like that. So, you know, Fan Club was when pretty much they were like, yeah, we got to ride this wave. So they started really doing stuff. World War World, it's it's a very interesting release, personally. I really like that release overall. Not many people like that. A lot, a lot of people don't like uh, Surf Bugaku Kamakura because it's supposed to be played in order. And you, it's a song or it's a album that should be released in order, and it is also based off of the Kamakura line. Every song has a station name inside of it, and it's based off the the Kamakura line in Japan. That leads up to the Big Buddha, which is why if you look at the the art work for Surf Bugaku Kamakura, it has the Big Buddha there, or a a rift of the Big Buddha there. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Very interesting. So it's it's a very interesting time. Magic Disc is when they started to come back from their their hiatus and really started to be like, yeah, this might be our last goodbye kind of thing. And they've been teasing that for a long time. Magic Disc was the first of many releases that they started to do that. Landmark was also kind of like that as well. But... I think like around Landmark and then Wonder Future. Wonder Future is it's an alright release. I I personally didn't like it. I think even uh, Renfrew didn't really like it as well. Hometown, I think Hometown is a kind of back to formula 
and back to release with that. However, at this point, you know, Gotch, who is the main singer for Asian Kung Fu Generation, is kind of just like, you know, they can do their own things with that. And, you know, with Planet Folk as well, Planet Folk as well is kind of just like a back to formula kind of release. I personally, I really liked Planet Folks, but like the hardcore fans are kind of just like, it, it was alright, it's not as good as their older stuff. It, it's becoming like Weezer at this point, which is pretty pretty funny, which I find <laughs> I find out, because you know Asian Kung Fu Generation was inspired off of Weezer, so it's really uh, funny that they became sense. somewhat like them. I, I, I kind of hear it a little bit, listening to early stuff, and what little I know of Weezer. I, I'm not the biggest Weezer fan, but I've heard some of their their, their music, and so I, I can kind of hear the inspiration a little bit. Yeah, but if yeah, if, if uh, I, I was, if I had a a compliment to bring that, I'd listen to Feedback File because Feedback File One and Two are their B sides, because that's when they really start going out out of the range. I really like Feedback File One, and then two as well because they also included a remix of siren in feedback file one which is really really good it's a well it's a seven minute song but the thing is it's a love letter and a riff off of the original siren as well so okay that, that, that makes sense uh, i know i got their greatest hit compilation they came out with in 2012 and that that's a pretty good release overall yeah oh yeah the best of yeah the best of is really yeah. really good I mean, they're going to yeah. mostly fake, uh, focus on a lot of their A-side releases, so... And yeah. it, it's a good release overall, so... I mean, if you want to try to get everything, the... What is it? I mean, Best of best Hits is also there for Volume 2. Volume 2 is the later half of their things there. They even included the remastered yeah. versions for Riri, which was used for Erased, I believe. Yep. Yeah, so... Yep. Uh, Riri uh, was one of my favorite songs on Solfa originally. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the re-recorded version, but to me, I, the there's a special place in my heart for the original. Yeah. And I, I just really love the original version of it. But the, re, the re-recorded one's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, because it's it's a, it's a riff off the original one too, and it it really just shows how good overall they became into becoming the band they are now. So same for rewrite, and then Kaikandori. Kaikandori is probably one of my favorite songs by them. Off uh, that isn't a a mainline release, so but. Yeah, I, I could go on talking about Asian Comfort Generation, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Hon- honestly, I would love to do a, a in-depth analysis eventually by them, because, like I said, they they became the Weezer of Japan, and there are some people that like how Weezer is, you know, they only swear by the first, like, two or three albums, and all their other stuff is, it's okay, but not not, not what they fell in love with. Weezer for yeah. so to speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I guess I could see that. I, I don't, I haven't, like, I haven't followed Asian Kung Fu Generation over their career, so. No, this would probably it, be just yeah. a me thing. <laughs> I would love yeah, to do yeah. a whole dissertation about. Like, if I could, I, I would love to do a whole dissertation about Asian Kung Fu Generation, just breaking their career, breaking down well, their I, career release by release. So. 
I, I would love to do artist spotlight on them because I that, I would have a lot of fun doing it. I, th- oh, I yeah. think, and they're they're worth talking about, really. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they are group. they they are a pillar in the Japanese rock rock genre for them, and literally the one of these more successful groups to have an international eye on them. Yeah, because. I mean, I, I live out in the sticks, middle of nowhere, but when I was in high school, you know, a lot of people liked Asian Kung Fu Generation. It wasn't just me. Uh, I, I had a couple of friends that were pretty big into Asian Kung Fu Generation, yeah. and it th- they were pretty well known. I mean, they, they have such a great name, too. I mean, that, that, that name is just really good. But, yeah, and like, like I said... That was like one of the first like songs that I heard that I just I absolutely fell in love with, and uh, I remember I got the uh, sound I got the actual Naruto OSTs for each season, and I had and with that also came um, uh, Haruka Kanata. So I like th- this was one of my absolute favorite tracks that they they did and i just absolutely fell in love with that song and it, it i always kind of regretted like not keeping up with them past sulfa <laughs> but uh, i'm i would love to go back and like i said listen to you know kind of hear like their journey over like how they became what they are and like who they are today because they're you're right they're so influential and just they have such a big presence outside of japan and so they're they're one of the bigger groups really so but yeah you know for for me you know asian comfort generation is also one of those groups that really made me fall in love with Japanese music as well. However, they weren't the first. Like for for me, to be honest, like you know, everyone goes oh, out of the out of the big three, out of the big three for anime for the West. Which one is the ones that really you fell in love with? And for me, it was Bleach. I didn't really care about One Piece, and Naruto was there, but I really didn't get into to Naruto. But for me, it was Bleach. And while you know, Asterisk by Orange Rage was okay. It wasn't until The Techno Life by Overworld that really was like, yeah, I really, really want to get into Japanese music. And ironically, it's also the second opening from uh, one of the big three as well. So there, there's yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of funny there that we both picked the second openings. So <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know, like, the the second, I mean, my favorite opening in One Piece is the second opening of One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> something about, about, like, the second time they did it. It's just, <laughs> but, yeah, the, I and I remember the big three. I remember 
in a the big three naruto one piece and bleach and yeah. we, we it's, say it's funny. we say we say the big three but that's more of a a, a american thing yeah yes that, that's very much an american thing obviously if you're in japan and you hear us talking about like the big three and obviously that was for a time period too i, I want to yeah. be very specific that was very much late 2000s uh, mid 2000s late mid, 2000s. Mid, mid to late 2000s yeah yeah uh but yeah, that was very much an American thing. Then, because because that was when like Shonen Jump was huge, and Shonen Jump like they really like everything you bought with Viz Media had Naruto, Bleach, or One Piece on it. It's just like that. Those like the three things that they had that they advertised, and it was funny because they also had Dragon Ball. But just for whatever it was, well, Dragon Ball also wasn't public. Like they, it existed, and they they had it. But it wasn't new chapters every week, so yeah. Yeah. it wasn't something they were currently releasing. It's like they just had the full story. So, like for 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 me, like the D Techno Life, like this this I wasn't gonna even talk about the anime at that point, but <laughs> but with D Techno Life, I ended up falling for Uberworld a whole lot, and a lot of that was because of just the style that they ended up trying to do and i thought it was a very interesting mix i even got a lot of world songs after that and this was during a time where i would have to go to a third party shop not even like see japan or play and stuff like that because they didn't even ship to where i live and it was interesting to say the least to have done that and experience lovely taxes and things like that where i'm paying a single for like 50 bucks but <laughs> that's neither here or there but they were the first group for me to have tried and do that for and i really appreciated my time to go with Overworld. and unfortunately you know with Overworld, they've been with sony for so long they're they're around the same arc as asian Kofu generation where they've been there but they just hasn't really slithered on by they they still continued and still are part of the huge anime pillar list there but you know, unfortunately, because of their standings, they've just been only been used for anime, so which is pretty sad in my point of view. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I know they've really been mostly used for anime over the course of their career, because like I know Overworld from My Hero because they did Odd Future, and. I loved Odd Future. I, I think that was a really good song. That was definitely different. Like, it, it's it it's kind of like a rock song with like a slight techno feel to it, like you said. And I, I really liked it. I thought it it really worked. Though They kind of balanced both styles really well. Uh, and it worked really good. And it, it's interesting because... I, I don't the last couple of releases I, I don't know if they've achieved that same balance I mean it would be odd future that would probably have been the closest successful release done by them in point of view but even I wasn't a huge fan of odd future because <laughs> that that's when they were fully into their style and I'm we'll get on talking about this a little bit later but like with Uwara, it's very yeah. interesting to see their 
their takes and their change of style. This is another group that I would love to kind of do a eyes on view and just kind of see when was the whole thing of when they tried to shift, so to speak, genres. Yeah, it would be interesting because they had a, I mean, they had an extensive career, and it would be nice to kind of go in there and chronicle and see their evolution over time. Yeah, the thing is, like for me, I went within their first three albums. I even remember buying Prologue. I bought Bugray. Bugray was probably my favorite album of all time done by them because that has a lot of the songs I absolutely love. But then they released like ten more albums after that. that I'm just like, oh, I have no idea what happened to you guys. <laughs> That was a nice trip down memory lane, though. And it's good to have heard that because I've never really... I, I've always thought it would have been another anime. I wouldn't have thought it was um, Naruto that have done that to you. Yeah, it, it like I said, it's mostly just due to timing and the fact that it, it really has a lot to do with just... Like I said, growing up as a kid, I, I did get to hear... So Yu Hakusho started on Adult Swim, but it moved to it moved to Toonami, and I remember when it moved to Toonami, they stopped playing the opening. They did still play the ending themes though, but I mean, I like the Yu Hakusho ending themes. I, I did love Inuyasha too, and I will say I, I liked Inuyasha before. I liked. Naruto, but I n never. It it wasn't. I it was my experience really liking Inuyasha's opening music, and then me liking Naruto's opening music that kind of led me to going down the rabbit hole mm -mm -mm. of 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 digging into it because I I liked Inuyasha, but I mean the internet was really coming into its own around the time I was watching Inuyasha so you know you could google search stuff but it was uh, it, it's still just it was 50-50 uh, whether or not you would have gotten yeah. the, the, what you were looking for so to speak exactly exactly so I, I was just like eh and it's like I liked also when they played Inuyasha on Adult Swim they didn't play the openings they only played the ending themes so that, that was another thing and yeah, like Naruto was like one of the first where, where I remember hearing the opening themes. So now nowadays, I, I think it's blasphemy if you don't play the opening and ending theme when you watch an anime. So times have changed, but uh, yeah, back then, I, I I think it had more to do with like programming, like just the programming block time and ads, and they're like, well, we can cut the opening theme because so. I think that was mostly to do with it and not some sort of cultural thing because I'm certain they would have played them if they could. But Yeah, because if you look on the reverse for for other TV shows, like Americanized TV shows, they play a much more emphasis on the opening than the ending. They do, and it is so interesting. It, it would be a programming thing, so... Yep. 
yeah with that let's continue on to the Oricon here and this was a week once again <laughs> I, I think it's an improvement over last week yeah market I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it really proves <laughs> it really proves my point of yeah, I think we should only do monthlies pretty soon. <laughs> I I think you're you're right, but it's uh, yeah, it, it there's still a little stuff to talk about here thankfully. Yeah. With that, let's continue on to number 10 here and it is Undead Sustained Memories by the Underful Stars ES Idol Song Season 3. So I believe this is for the the app game that they have for Ensemble Stars here. So this is their, their third version of it. So and it has to deal with the the subgroup called Undead and their version of Sustained Memories. And you know, we've been kind of going across the husbando thing at least once a week over the last couple of months now. So, how does this stack up with the other husbando releases? Uh, I think it's a f- vast improvement. I loved "Sustained Memories" by Undead. This was a great track, and this was really a marquee track for me. I, it, you know, when you're talking about a male vocal group where that really hits the harmonization great mm-hmm. vocals the melody was really good i like the melody uh even the solo parts i thought were sung expertly done really well this whole release it just came together so good and i, I might have to download this game because uh, sustained memories was fantastic and <laughs> you, you you wouldn't be able to <laughs> no i don't think i had a feeling i wouldn't be but this was fantastic and definitely a step above what we've been listening to as of late oh yes for darn sure and i i highly agree like with this you know granted to compare it to the other husbando releases that we have been listening to is a little bit unfair because this is a group compared to the 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 other prior releases that we've been getting for Husbandos, which has just been solo vocalist releases. So it's a little bit unfair to kind of compare it overall, but like you just said, Gray, their vocal harmonization is just top-notch, and it really shows how Undead as a group is really, really good, and they can work off of each other. Granted, they're probably just marketing there, and that's the reason why they put them together for the ensemble stars here. Uh, for that series so it overall it really really makes me think that ensemble stars are really doing some good work here yeah i'm interested to see what else they have and like i said i'd I'd love to download the game and see what else they have on there because uh this is just like i said like this was just sung so well together and whoever put this song together too done an excellent job so it, i mean the whole thing just came together and it it, it is my song of the week <laughs> I, I don't know it, it's hard there, there's a couple of other tracks it's it's a really close i'm, I'm gonna be honest but this is one of the best songs we're gonna talk about this week i will say that like Un, undead by sustain or sustained memories by undead was 
amazing. I, I really, really wound up loving this track. Regardless, this week it sold a lovely 6,342 copies. And going on up to number nine, It Is Always You by Millet. And, you know, I know how you personally feel about Millet. And you're not, overall, not really a huge fan of, of her particular, or her style of music. But, you know, for her... For Millet specifically, it's really difficult to to fight, and it's always that we have a Millet song when Luna isn't here because Luna is a hardcore Millet fan. <laughs> like she loves the hell out of Millet, but yeah, you know, she the, does. the the hard criticisms. It's really difficult to ignore that the fact that she has her lane and she always sticks to it. And for me, you know, as much as I, I personally really liked Always You, but it's hard to really defend this song, so to speak, because she still sell, sounds the same style of music that she's always done, and she never mixes this up. And I, I kind of put that into, well, she has this soulful voice, but she can't. She doesn't really go out of her way to really change that range, and I feel really bad for that. Yeah, I mean, she she has a great voice and she does know how to use it, but always you. I mean, I liked it all right. I, I didn't think it was terrible or anything like that. I think that's always been my beef with Millet is it's not that I've ever disliked her. It's just I don't love her and I find her to just be oh she's pretty good when she, she wants she, to. Be. She's there kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah like like and like i said i i like her voice i think she's got great vocal and she does great vocal work but she doesn't mix it up a lot like what you said ken it's it's all right overall i, I thought always you is honestly i liked it a little bit more than some of her other works but uh overall i you know really it's a known quantity for me. Like she's there. I I know she has her fans, and I think this is a crowd pleaser. Maybe. Uh, yeah. The the thing is the fact that you say you know, you <laughs> she doesn't mix it up, and that's okay. It's really funny that you of all people are saying that. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, the irony is not lost on me. I, I promise. And it's mostly because just the style of music that she sings, and you know, like I completely understand that. And like me personally, I've I I understood the appeal of Millet, but I also understand the criticisms of Millet as well. And I can't really, really put that to blame for her, because she she has amazing vocals, and I think it's just what she was typecast and and she can't really get out of it so to speak yeah i i I will say listening to her b-side tracks on always you which was clan and into the mirror uh, i'm I'm gonna make a comparison uh and this is this is my own opinion yeah but i i got adele vibes i'm just saying the and, thing, yeah, well, I wouldn't know because I don't, I don't yeah. listen to Americanized music or Western music, so I wouldn't, I would understand that comparison. I think, I think you brought it up beforehand, and Luna agreed with you there, but I, I wouldn't know who Adele is. <laughs> I, Adele's got like a 
and honestly, my relationship with Adele is very similar to my relationship with Millet. It's just like they got like a couple songs I like, but I'm not their their biggest fan because like they have the their shtick, and yeah. either you really dig the shtick or you find it to be okay. Yeah, and so you know, Millet's kind of in that same camp too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be. I don't know what the future looks like for her. I I think she's going to be popular. And no, she, I mean, know, she's she's always popular. Yeah. But the thing is, I yeah. don't. She she's typecasted in Sony, and Sony loves to be like, yeah, no, you're going to follow what you what makes it, us money, which is what you always do. <laughs> and that, that's the thing with Sony as yeah. well. Yeah, they, they they are money first, but yeah, so can be good, can be bad, it just depends. Yeah, but regardless. Always you sold the lovely 6,978 copies here. And going on up to number 8, it is Bisan wa Naze Naku Nadu no Ka by HKT48. Not much we can say about this release. This week it sold the lovely 7,265 copies here. And continuing on up to number 7, it is Crossover Rotation by the super groups of the lovely I... Idolish, Trigger, Revile, and Zol. Now, if we've listened to them, I think we listened to all of them individually. I don't think we've came across Trigger, but I know we talked about Revile, Zol, and Eilish at, at some point of of the of the show's lifespan. I, I don't think we've came across Trigger, but I could be wrong. But n- to see, my knowledge, we haven't. See, it's Zol. I don't remember. Revile, Trigger, and Idolish. Yes, but I don't remember doing Zol. Mm. It might have been during but the it time that week you, I missed. Yeah, it, it might have been the times that you were you were gone. So, but this is all in the idolish universe. So, but you know, it's a super single, and they try to do everything to appeal all the fans for this particular release. I'm not too sure. I I believe we listened to the short version, or did we listen to the long version? I forget at this point what I. Was I think it's the long version. Because uh, one of my a, criticisms is it overstays its welcome. Yeah, it's a seven-minute song. So, and I oh. get it. I get it because you know they're Idolish Seven, and this is their seventh year. Ha 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 ha. And so they wanted to do a seven-minute song, and I get that. But you are kind of correct at this point, unless you are a, a die-hard fan for these boys. It really overstays its welcome, and I understand what they're trying to do because it is a crossover rotation. They want to infuse and try to have a little bit of everyone in in this part of the song, which they did. They done that very beautifully. But the thing is, instead of having four different songs with all the singers there, they had a it. They combined four songs pretty much into this super song. And that's my only criticism with it because of the fact that it's a super song without real girth, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was. It was. I remember listening to it. Like I sat there and I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it does feel like it has movements. Like if you're thinking of like a classical piece that has like movements. Like if, if you listen to the planets, like there's like seven or eight movements of that 
this song kind of feels in that vein, uh, but obviously not as. I don't think it's going. To, I don't think we're going to be talking about you know crossover rotation like like we talk about planets, but it was okay overall you, you definitely hear like the different movements of the song and it's not bad but man is it long <laughs> and uh, yeah about halfway through i was just ready for it to be over with and I, I looked up my phone and i was like oh gosh this, this is like halfway through <laughs> so it's not bad but for what it's doing it's not seven minutes worth your time <laughs> And that that's just, was my biggest takeaway of it. I'm like, it, it's a very safe, very on point song, and like I said, like everybody brings their A game. I mean, they try really hard in this release, but I think they played it too safe, and there's just nothing really there to talk about. And it's a little sad, and the fact that it's like seven minutes just really hammers home. It's just like, okay, this is. This overstays its welcome by about four minutes. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's the unfortunate thing overall here. But regardless, you know, crossover rotation, while it is probably a good fan service song for someone that isn't in that that niche and community, it's really difficult to be like, yeah, you got to go and get it for the public. So... This week it sold a lovely 8,065 copies. And going on up to number 6, it is Pigment Lion by Overworld here. And, you know, it was, it was alright. You know, I talked about overworld just a little while ago and how they started to do the the a rock group with slight techno feels now this is a techno song with slight rock feels and i feel kind of kind of bad overall to talk about overworld in this way but it just lost me to be honest yeah um pygmalion it's okay i'm not the biggest fan of it either i don't think it's particularly bad and it is a little different than what we typically talk about because it, it does lean a little bit more into that techno feel so yeah you know it got me i was like oh this isn't too bad why did i not like current uber world stuff and then it got to the course and i was like oh yeah now this is why <laughs> this is why <laughs> Yeah, the chorus lost me too. Like, I mean, I was, I thought it was okay up until the chorus, but once it got to the chorus, I was like, well, because uh, it it swivels when when it when, when in a really weird way, and and I I get that you know they're trying to do something different, but but regardless, Pig and Lion sold a wonderful. 11,542 copies here and going on up to number five it is way you are by kohei matsushita and immediately when i've heard of little mr matsushita here i was like gray's gonna like him and i'm probably gonna hear a music corner done by him by the time his album comes out now am i wrong 
in that assessment. <laughs> no, no, you, you, your assessment was uh, on the nail, so to speak, if you were a hammer. Uh, I, 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 I love this a lot, and I, I haven't went back and checked his prior releases. I did look, he doesn't have an album, but uh, I loved this release. Uh, Way You Are is really good. It's fantastic. It's got a great beat, great melody, sung really well. I, I, there's just a charm to the song that I just love so much about it, and... I thought the whole release was good. Only You was equally fantastic. And Flow and the uh, Fly and Flow is really good too. And it's the acoustic version of that song. I'd like to hear the standard version, but I got to say that acoustic version was just so well, good, so done so well that it's just kind of, man, it, it'd be interesting to see how, how it originally sounded. But I did. I love this release as a whole. And this is his fourth release overall. And I, I'm very eager to see where this kid goes because he's got some talent. And I, I hear it. Uh, he's very charming. Like I said, I loved his vocals. I like his spirit. And I just absolutely loved Way You Are. This was a great release. I hit the plus sign on Apple Music. It is now in my library. I will be listening to it tomorrow. And while I'm stocking the shelves of Food Lions everywhere, I will be digging this because this release was just an absolute blast. And I can't wait to hear it again. I'm sorry, Gray. At the further evaluation, I did not look at his profile correctly. I have to disqualify him because he's an actor. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I need, I need, I need to cover something besides male vocalists and 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 uh, male groups, anyways. So <laughs> it's fine. He was a uh, traditional stage actor beforehand, and you know. That explains why he hasn't had an album release. Because I was wondering, I was because it's like he's in his second year and he's had four singles. Like I figured he'd have an album either done or on the way soon. Because that's usually when like solo vocalists tend to have albums. Like they tend to release them shortly after their debut. So the fact that he's been around for two years and hasn't had a album release, I was a little suspicious of that anyways. So yeah, but <laughs> yeah, still, this was fantastic and I like it. I'd, might be a great actor too. Would like to see some stuff that he's in. Yeah. Regardless. Also, you say kid, but he's older than you. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, he's 35 he'll, years he'll... old. Oh. It's that ace like... in jeans, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's only a year, but yeah, yeah. He is slightly older than me. He doesn't look 35. Granted, I'm told all the time that I, I don't look 34, so. It is what Asian, it is. Yeah. The, the Asian jeans, baby. Well, regardless, you know, Matsushita here, he is. It's it's good to see how he has his his single side because I'm pretty sure he's a little bit more. He had stuff prior, but it was more with the stage show side. So obviously he's already a trained vocalist and has trained vocal range. So it's it's interesting to see that put into full force here. But 
regardless where you are sold a wonderful 13,591 copies here and going on up to number four it is Motokare by AKB48 not much more we can talk about this release so this week it sold a lovely 14,299 copies here and going on up to number three it is Welcome to Bokuda no Sekai and Go Remass or Go Restart by Layla this is on the string of Layla releases that we've been going across here over the last couple of weeks. I believe this is the second back-to-back, and they already have another release releasing out on the digital side. So what did you think about this release? Uh, this is really good. I mean, they've really kept the momentum going off of their last release. So, I mean, Layla has really been churning them out as of late and i mean layla's been one of the more consistent love live groups that we talked about uh layla's usually pretty good and you know it's nice when you get that consistency and welcome to bokura no sekai is it's, it's a lot of fun it's got some heart it's one of those tracks it's hard not to love really in the grand scheme of things, I, I really liked it. Uh, Go restarts okay. I, I don't think it's quite as good as Welcome to Bokura no Sekai, but it's still got its points to it. It's still pretty good overall, and it, it's a worth checking out. I I know I said last week you know, I wound up going back and adding the the Love Live song, which was. Oi Kakeru Yume no Saki Day. So I wound up adding that after the show, and I I might wind up adding this after the show too. So uh, we we might be hitting the plus sign on this later because it, it is good. <laughs> it, it is worth listening to, uh, and uh, yeah, even um, Iro Zuite uh, to- Tome. That was also pretty good too. So like the whole release wound up being pretty good overall and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, for me I really, really liked this release. This was this along with you know, where you are and honestly Millet's release as well for always you were really, really good for this week. And I it really made me believe that Leila is really going in on their own for what is going to be the next generation of of Love Live here because of the fact that, you know, with, with, with Muse and even Aquas at this point, they've been they've been kind of facing them out with this new generation and Leila is going to continue getting that flag, so to speak. And it's good for them. It's honestly good for them. And I've, I've loved their work and Welcome to Bukuda no Sekai is a part of that. It's they show that they don't need to do the high energy idol song. They can just really focus on something that's a little bit different, but really is on their own can do very, very well. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, regardless, it sold very well at 19,400 and 29 copies here and going on up to number two here it is Utsuroi by Toho Shinki now personally I don't I don't consider them Toho Shinki but it's it's neither here or there they're not Toho Shinki no more it's only the two of them I, I, 
I, I can't. But <laughs> what did you think of Utsuroi? Because I remember you liked their last string of releases that they have done as well for for Mana Saji, I believe. That was their last release. And it was like yeah. way back when, like two years ago. Yeah, I love, and I also really dug Hot Hot Hot. I, that that yeah. wound up on, I think that wound up on an end of the year release too. So yeah, uh, you know Toho Shiki is, is nice. I, I, I like them, and I there are things that I did wind up liking about Utsuroi, but th- this I felt was a slightly weaker release than some of the other stuff that they had put out. Uh, I enjoyed it. All the same, I, I didn't quite love it so much that I hit the plus sign, uh, because it just they're trying to do like a little something different here with this, the the way that the song flows, and I don't think it quite works. And uh, but I I did like like the melody and I did like the composition and I feel like their vocals complement the composition really well too. So I I. Th- I don't know. I'm torn. I I think I'll ultimately maybe hit the plus sign on this, but as of right now, I haven't hit the plus sign on it. And I don't know. I, I gotta. I I'm 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 gonna probably think about it a little bit. It's okay. I I like their other stuff that they've released a lot more, and I do think this is a step down. But still, you know. This is really good, and the vocal work done in it's really good. The harmonization done in it's really good. Uh, the B track, I'm not a huge fan of. I I don't know if I heard auto tuning. I think I heard auto tuning. It, it there's a weird sound in that one. I I don't know how I feel about the reflex. Uh, but Zuroi, it's okay. Like I said, I'm meditating on it. I think I'll probably maybe add it down the road, but right now, like I said, it's pretty good, but it's it's not as good as what they've released. Yeah, you know, for me, for me, I've I've fallen out of love with Toshinga a while back, and it's it's no. I've I've been I haven't been shy about this and Utsuroi it was a solid release done by the boys here. However, it still wasn't that oomph that I was really really thinking of what Tohoshinki is, and un- unfortunately, it's always been like that with just the two of them, and it's sad for that. And as much as I want to try to get those precogniz. Uh, precognizance out of my mind here it's a glaring omission every single time I've listened to them and I'm, I'm I haven't been really shy about that yeah and I will say you you've known Toho Shinki longer than I have like you you know you were a well, fan I of knew, them. I well no nah, not so much a fan I just I there, there's prior stuff that they've released when they were at full unit was much better in my release, in my yeah sus- suspicion here. It's not so much I was a fan of them; it was just like the stuff that I've heard prior to, to their breakup, is just. Eh. <laughs> uh, and and I can understand that, uh, like I've only ever heard like the two man unit, so I'm I'm coming at it from that angle. This yeah. is really all I know of yeah. them. So, yeah, it, it's a little different for me, but 
Like I said, I understand. Yeah. And, you know, regardless, it, it sold well. You know, it sold well. And they're still hitting very, very well overall here at number two. It's, you know, they sold 24,696 copies here. So, overall, they did do well. So, I mean, there's nothing much more I can really complain about. It's not like they did bad or anything. They, they sold very, very well overall. So, but... Regardless, continuing on up to number one here, it is Two as One by Kiss My Feet 2. And yeah, it's very, very surprising that their release by mid recording here is really good. I've really enjoyed my time with Kiss My Feet again. And the fact that because it is on mid recording, which is that collaboration between Johnny's and Avex, not only do they have the full music video but they also have the the English translations for it for the close collaborating here and I really appreciate that overall <laughs> yeah this was a great release and you know going being able to you know see like the English translation on YouTube is so nice and this this was just absolutely a fantastic release I really loved this track and definitely, you know, Kiss My Futo has been, you know, they've been releasing some good stuff lately too. And, you know, two as one, it's just such a great vocal performance by the guys. The melody of this track works really well. And just overall, I thought this was a solid release. I mean, they're really showing their experience in this release. And, just they've really honed their skills over the years and i think it shines through in this release oh. uh, i would love to be able to afford to buy this release because <laughs> i i did enjoy it but sadly i'm i am broke at, at this moment so i don't have the money to maybe you know i might pick up their album when they drop it i mean i still need to pick up the nani wadanshi album because I'm, i don't have the money but uh, you know, there, there's there's a, a growing list of Johnny's albums I want to get, and you, you know, whenever they drop their next album, I I, I do want to pick it up because they've had a great string of releases as of late, and to have them all in one place would be really nice. Yeah, and you know that's for sure. Like overall, you like you just said, their experience of what they've learned over the the last ten years, ten eleven years now have been really put on the forefront with two as one because their vocal range has been on point they've really taking they're really taking that so-called veteran role now with how they're handling within the company and to the point that you know they are one of the first along with i believe snowman to handle mint recording here so i'm actually quite surprised as how good as two as one has been and unfortunately, I'm in the same boat as you. I would have bought this single physically, but to each their own. I've been enjoying my time with the music video overall, so. But yeah, regardless, this week it sold a lovely 246,114 copies here. And let's quickly go over to the albums here. 
And you know, it's been an oddish, it's been a Johnny's type of week overall because news with their release of Ongaku has taken number one here at one hundred and six thousand copies here. And good job for Aimeo for her latest album there as well at debuting at number two, which isn't really good good for her. Now Otto has been really taking up the charts with that one piece film red song, so good for Otto to be honest. So and then Wagaki Band is also there at number four, so overall a really good week, a really strong week for the Japanese music industry here. I mean you got besides the A B sixes, I believe that's a new Korean group here. So that's their their latest release on number six on number eight there but besides that all of the releases for the album sites have been japanese releases so good week overall for the japanese side but yeah i want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of ungaku to you you can find us on all the social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram at ongaku2u. You can follow the website where we talk about the music industry at ongaku2u.com. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer. And you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is a accomplished author there. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out our other affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer in and of itself. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-E-F-T. You can also check out Luna's sister, Rose, who is going through probably becoming an Animal Crossing lover in Final Fantasy XIV with the latest release. Or the latest patch, I should say. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out the podcast that me, Kill, Fangirl, and Timber do called Podosaurus. This week, it was our 69th episode. Very, very nice there. And we talked about lovely, lovely into-window stuff. So really highly attempting that E mark there. So if you want to hear me talk about all the lovely things... Go check it out by looking up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can find Luna on all social media platforms at LunaMarie87. You can also follow me on Twitter at OTYCam1, where I talk about Bang Dream and I about Roboco Robo and all the wonderful things there. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OlgakuGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>